0: Hello, welcome to True Hoot with me, Gerard Hector, and back for a second episode in a row. Henry Abbott, how are you sir? Can't get enough Gerard. Let's do this. <laughs> All right Henry, I, I joked on last Thursday. I was like, well, what are we going to talk about on Monday? All-Star? Are we going to watch that? I was like, let's talk about European football, which we did this morning on our on our call. So that's that's fine. I got my European football talk.
1: I dialed in a little late. David's out of town <laughs> and like the fact is it's 100% lock like Travis and Gerard, are talking about Zidane and Maradona. <laughs> it's like True. there's no other way it was going to go. Pretty like, much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say we we
0: we, we <laughs> We like football. It's, it's fun. It's a good, it's a good sport. Yeah, um, no, no shame in it. Yeah. yeah no shame. Uh, but the All Star was this weekend, Henry. And it is, I put in our document, the crown jewel, in quotes, of the NBA's broadcast. And it is because when they sell their broadcast rights package to hoop their various partners, Turner and ESPN and ABC, this weekend is a huge part of it, right? Because of, in theory, the ratings and eyeballs it draws. Now, we know from data that is publicly put out there not that great ratings aren't aren't fantastic and that spawns a litany of pieces mainly by our brethren in media about this game is terrible we have to fix it it's like guys like all this hand-wringing like i don't know like what you want to do like bottom line is this weekend isn't going anywhere but we do need to have some tweaks to it And i think you know as true hoop, we should probably have an elevated discussion about this Thank you. Elevated discussion is what we would like to do. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah,
1: it's I think it's mostly only a big deal because of the schedule, right? The Super Bowl was last weekend. Mm-hmm. This is the moment that the NBA was inviting the, the the casual fans who make this a successful business. They're inviting them to pivot to basketball, right? So you want to put like a big showy, you want to like bang the drums and you know, mm-hmm. have the whole symphony play, whatever. And uh, so that the world Feels permission to pivot to this sport, and like at, at that particular thing, it's you know it's 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 just not a great TV product, right? Like it's just I don't I a lot of years I just don't watch it at all. This year I just felt like a I don't know I felt like for my job I should like watch the dunk contest. Like what, it's a weird. I'm like a, a 49 year old man alone in his living room on Saturday night, like watching it, watching like Mac McClung pulls Shaq out of the audience. Like the worst. It's literally. I mean, I and the father of a theater student, right? And like, yes. like I've seen a lot of theater. Like, mm-hmm. this was just, they didn't even fucking rehearse. Like, no one knew their lines. It was like, oh my gosh, he's getting Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, it's like, nobody's surprised. There's not a child on Planet Earth who thinks that was spontaneous, right? Like, sometimes you can see the, the stage manager, like mm-hmm. the person who's wearing the yep. headset, like yep. literally on camera, be like, no, you go here, you go there. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just very poor theater. Yeah, Like, this is what we're doing. This is the, like... Like, yeah. Did you see what they what, what Mahomes did last weekend? Like, this is our answer to that is like I agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> first of all, you summed that all up so well because you're like, what child is actually when, and then you did the raspberry That's what children would do. <laughs> that's what they would say. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I have a million options to watch on this screen. You want me to tune into this thing? Yeah. No chance. And Henry, part that's part of the problem too, right? So you know, born in '78. That's what. That's when I was born. So like the All game to me, like '80s, '90s. I remember it. It was my chance to see the star players who I didn't see all the time on the NBC, you know, triple header and all yeah, that, right? Yeah. So Sands, Michael Jordan, all the people who were regulars, Patrick Ewing, all that. Oh, all the Utah guy. Oh, these guys at Golden State seem kind of fun. Like, but because there was, I didn't have. A lead, there was no lead pass back then. I couldn't none of that. If you wanted to watch those guys in the '90s, you saw a sports center clip or highlight. So that's what was so great about it mm. for me. Um, but even that's gone now, because if a kid needs wants to go see what Victor Wimbanyama is doing, I don't need to wait for this. I can just pull it up on my phone and watch whatever I'm doing on on YouTube or on House of Highlights or whatever.
1: That is a great point. Um, and I think also when I was a kid, I was like, oh, well, this is just a chance to see the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 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 right there in the name. Right. All star mm-hmm. game. Um but I think it's increasingly until so, you know, and I was kind of a sucker, I guess, right? Like <laughs> you know that's like, and I don't really like that feeling of like yeah. like, like people will go for this, right? Yeah. This is like. You know, I don't know. Like This is like when you start looking at the ingredients of a Twinkie, and you're like, are, they, are the people who sell us this, are they our friends? Like uh,
0: The fact that it could last on a shelf die. for 20 years should tell <laughs> yeah, you everything you need to know. Nope,
1: they are not and your friends. They discontinued that sucker, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's the lesson right there. <laughs> and actually, part of me was like, okay, there's. A, I, I have been covering this league for pretty much my entire adult life, and every year on this day, we do this, right? We're like, I'm like this is wrong. This would be better. And then, I, my new attitude this year is like, I'm not sure it matters if it's not fixed. Like, mm-hmm. like we don't even need it. Like, if it's either it matters. If it matters, then it's because children are falling in love with the game by watching it. In which case, the numbers will be good and mm-hmm. we're fine. Mm-hmm. If they don't fix it, then the pain is felt by ESPN. Mm-hmm. Really only. No, like, no. arguably the league for not having its marketing reach. Or, like, or Turner, who, who has it. TNT, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. As ESPN, most of my, like, but, um, yeah, Turner, um, so, no, I'm sorry. ESPN has the celebrity game drug. I don't know if you know that. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Right again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They got that. Yeah. They got that good one. It's hard to say which one's bigger. (laughs) Yeah. And that Um, celebrity game might have been more fun. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Turner, as you point out. So, um, so Turner. So, really, it's ultimately like, okay, well, this will be a hit in the pocketbook of a giant corporation or it won't be. So, like, I don't, I'm not like dying over here over how that plays out, right? It's like, you know, they're, they're going to sort of, to me, sort of foolishly wear out, um, like exhaust the best players in the world who are already exhausted before the weekend starts. Yes. That's too bad. I'm really sorry. Like, I, you know, I wish
0: that we could have Giannis fresher next week. You know, I no, really do. I, I wish he'd been in the Bahamas this week. I really do. Like, I, I, Listen, I'm with you because, the, the, first of all, part of it, too, is right. Everyone assumes, oh, yeah. Also, and, and the players say it. Everyone's it's just co- it's common parlance. We just it's like, you know, when something becomes accepted in language and that's not what the word actually means, but we just say it and it is. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, can't wait to start the second half of the season. I'm like, no, dudes, you got 27 games left. Ain't no second half of the season. You've already yeah. played two thirds. Like, you guys are pretty wiped at this point. Do you, I agree with you. A week off in Hawaii, the, wherever. Don't don't even touch a ball. Just go enjoy yourself for a little while. That's what these guys needed. I, I joked on the call this morning. Yeah, Giannis was freshest October 15th. That's when we should yeah. have had this
1: game. <laughs> you can see it in the data. Like, that's when he's running fastest, jumping highest, like, for sure. Um and there's actually there's a little part of this like I think the the reputation as I gather it is that the players are just partying and that might be happening. There might be some sure. drinking and some sure. carrying on late at night. But I like and I think that was undeniably true in like 2001. Yeah. You know like the league <laughs> at that time Yeah. Like I'm telling you it was people people were more wildball <laughs> Um these players now like I mean Thorpe will tell you he has he had a bunch of players who literally wouldn't have to touched a single drink all season. Yeah. yeah. Um and or some who'd have like their rule with like one glass of wine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um and not night before game day, right? Um so I think that the there's another factor to this, which is um I'll just describe I think the first time I went to an all-star game was two thousand. Could that be right? Um it was in Golden State. Okay. And uh and we were making a, I was working for a magazine and we were arranging a photo shoot. I'm pretty sure that we were trying to get um you try to arrange like Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan on the cover together. This is the weekend that you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's usually Friday. So like Friday, the players are going through all these little stations. The NBA has charged a fortune, all these media outlets to like be part of this circuit. And they're going to bring you an all, the all-star of your choice for your 15-minute increment for a mm-hmm. radio interview, or they're going to be whatever. They're going to do this whole car wash thing. Um, which meant that I I'm pretty clearly remember... The Golden State Warriors PR guy, who's still the Golden State Warriors PR guy, like standing by him as he's holding. I don't even remember which star he had there. I'm like Jason Richardson or something um, who's having his photograph taken. And I can see that, that all stars scheduled for the day as dictated by the NBA. Right. This is NBA time. It's literally like sunup to sundown. Like this dude is just traipsing from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. And it's just I mean, I'm exhausted looking at it. Right. It's uh, like going. Yeah to business. None of this is exercising. None of this is lifting weights. None of this is getting stronger. None of this is resting ice bath or <laughs> right. getting some sunshine. It's all just hotel suite after hotel suite after hotel suite. And like, I would want to just go to bed at 5 PM that day, you know, um, without any sports. So like, to me, this is the league has a lot of leverage to make players do that. Mm-hmm. And they're using that leverage to exhaust them. And then on Sunday night, the players look exhausted and it's like,
0: that's an issue. You know, it's a great, sorry, you, beat him up, you know, like, sorry, you got him here. All spent. <laughs> shout out to uh warrior's head of PR, Raymond Ritter. Um, Raymond Ritter. yes, as Henry mentioned, has been doing that job for quite a long time. One of the best in the biz. Um, no, you're right, Henry. And so the league makes them do all those things. And then on top of that, they have their things they have to do right. with either their foundation. If they've got a deal with Nike, Adidas, whatever that activation. And so you, you play, their the game, agency has a brunch and then there's
1: uh-huh. like a the tech summit and there's, yep. um, the Players Association has a party. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to go and you, you cannot be a superstar in this business while skipping all those things. You got to represent. You got to show up. You got to go shake the hand of the like chairman of the watch company mm-hmm. that might be giving you a deal, mm-hmm. right? You got to go like, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is your chance to hop off. When Carl Malone skipped it, right? Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to do it. He didn't, I'm not going to do all-star. And they, the it, it, NBA came down super hard. I forget mm-hmm. what the punch was, but it was mega hard. Mm-hmm. So he did fly in. And then I had a friend who was at, like, there's a very exclusive um, NBA official sponsor. So, you know mm-hmm. about the NBA officials, right? This is yep. like, at that time, I was only 12, I think. They would allow, it was like one beer sponsor and yeah. one sporting goods sponsor. Mm-hmm. The NBA officials have like a very swanky thing. And they were like, Karl Malone at that thing is like the most charming person in the <laughs> world. Right? And this, I think, might be the point of All-Star Weekend for the yes. business's bottom line, right? Because like, there's a few CEOs. A few big wig sponsors mm-hmm. from marketing people mm-hmm. who really, really, really matter the NBA. And the NBA is just like, It's time to perform, Carl. It's time Pretty to much. perform. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta hop You gotta be on parade. People.
0: No, the, the the best and brightest have to be on parade. And I mean, that's really what All Star Weekend is, right? It's why it's never gonna go away because it is important to the league's bottom line. Again, those partners Henry mentioned. You know, LeBron, Steph, KD, those three especially have to go shake hands with these people. And right, like, that's just what matters right now until they're done. And then it's Tyrese Halliburton and whoever the next crop is, is coming up right behind them. And Jokic and this one and that one. That's that's their job. Um, and, it's and LeBron's like, mostly like, I'm going to hobnob with people that are doing
1: business deals with me. With me. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then he's like, not today.
0: <laughs> today you're going to hobnob with people who's doing business deals with me. Right? Like... Like, that's what's going on there. Yeah, a yeah. little, little little tug of war, man. And it's, um, yeah. you know, and these things matter, right? Because we're always about, we want the players their best. So if you play a game Thursday night, which quite a few teams did, you're finishing late, you're flying in late Thursday nights, so you're getting into Indiana early Friday morning, two, three o'clock, you're getting a couple hours of rest. And that first thing is like nine, eight or nine o'clock, and you're ready to roll. And it's like, guys, this is, and it's all day, as Henry mentioned, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it is what it is. Um. Henry, one of the things that uh, also happened over the weekend was we had a record scoring performance of the All-Star game. A team scored over 200 points, which I guess 200 is a number that makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's just that was it. That's the number. And everyone collectively lost. And by everyone, I mean our brethren in the media lost their minds. We've got to play better defense. And I'm like, but it's a game by definition that's not real. So... How do you presume that they would play better defense? And then you get all the, well, they used to. I'm like, I challenge you, besides that 2001 game in DC, to find me a game where it was so close that, yes, in the fourth, everyone guarded up like they were serious. I watched a lot of All Star games growing up, Henry. I don't remember a whole lot of defense being played in those games. That's just not what it was. They are throwing it off the backboard <laughs> and they are catching it in midair. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. And right. It's because like you're yeah. trying to excite people and all these yeah. cool things we can do. Anyway, um, so it was a lot of questions in, in Adam's press conference about the defense and lack thereof in the league right now. And this is a problem. And I'm like, guys, I, I just I, I don't think that's it. I think it's a little more nuanced than that. I think the skill level is so high, as we often mentioned so many times on this show. Um, and that in and of itself makes it very difficult. And as David will say time and time again, listeners of the show, if a team's going to make 43s, I don't care what you're not winning. Like, you're just not. The math ain't mathing, as the kids say. And that's, you know, the East was hot from three. West wasn't. Game over. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of, like, did you ever go to the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah.
1: It's like, you know how that looked? Where yeah. it was kind of like,
0: yeah the know, Washington Generals. Was the Washington
1: Generals, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's what you see a little bit when you see 211 points. You're just mm-hmm. like, oh, it was the Globetrotters, right? It was like, <laughs> it was like. You know, just kind of silly, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and I think there's like, I it was kind of, I actually, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, silly. maybe it was the NBA. Finals. I didn't watch it, I don't even know, but um, but but to me, like, I until we solve the like delivering the players to the tip off right. ready to go, right? Like, I don't want to hear about it, correct? Like, it seems like every, right now, every single problem the NBA has, the answer is the players need to do more work, and it's like bro, I can, you could do blood tests. Mm -hmm. You could do saliva tests. You could do jump tests. You could do all kinds of assessments. I'm telling you the players who've been playing day in and day out are wrecked back. That's your fault. You (laughs) made this insane schedule and you cooked up a very shoddy little report saying that it wasn't a factor. It is a factor. And like, Mm -hmm. and they're not lazy. They're tired. And like, you know, and then you gave them a gift of like a, a long weekend of in, planes Indiana. and and like just the, the crazy long hours of a trade show. Like, you know, like, well, well, maybe there's other problems too. Maybe there's a problem in the format of it and the ELIM ending and the right. whatever, the rules and the, the the incentive structure and the money. Maybe we need to fix that. But first of all, get athletes being athletic, right? Like no one's ready for that now, right? Like, <laughs> that that just, would you, seem to
0: be probably... Get athletic people to be <laughs> – that seems to be the first thing. Let's do that. No one was looking yeah. for all that athletic this weekend. And threes are what you shoot when you're tired, right? This is yes. like I know this,
1: right? Like if I wanted to if, – if in some very weird universe, I were hired to organize like a fun game for like a grade school around here. Like mm-hmm. I would try to just find shooters because without – the athleticism, we're not gonna have dunkers. Right? Like <laughs> it's like the most fun thing Damian Lillard can do is just jack it from half court. So guess what he did?
0: He jacked it from half court. He sure did. One of them
1: went in. So like <laughs> amazing.
0: Quite a lot of them went in. Uh for for Damian Lillard as he won huh? all-star game MVP. No, I I this is you 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 are so right on this, and you're hitting the nail on the head. And you know, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, of course, has his press conference here, and you know, this is one of the two times a year where he does like a big kind of like state of the union thing, right? Where he answers questions from all these media at the finals, and it's here. And he was asked about Henry, and it's kind of related to this, right? Because what we're talking about is these guys are not we're delivering them to a product that means something to the NBA at the worst possible time. They're exhausted and broken up and not in good shape, and it ties into the 65 game rule, which these players have to play in order to be eligible for postseason awards. And the postseason and and the uh, all NBA teams and all rookie and all that, which, by the way, isn't just some awesome moniker to have, which it is. That also depends on if they get max, super max money. So these things matter. Right. Okay. so Adam was asked about the 65 games and he says, you know, we have to wait until the end of the season to look at it totally. But, you know, I think he did say and I know you read the read the transcript as well of his of his press conference that, you know, injuries are down. And I'm like, but what is that? Actually, mean injuries are down. Like that's a very broad statement to say. Injuries are down. Well, based on what? Like based on what criteria? Yeah. Based on what are you looking at?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Like they, um, it's hard to find an issue where the NBA doesn't give like the impression of data, right? The impression of evidence-based decisions. But you know, they don't actually like if if they were driven by this, they would put forth a scientist, mm-hmm. right? Who would answer questions and say like this is the right way to analyze this, right? And like. I they don't ever do that. Like you won't find an example of that. So they just kind of they're they're data esque at the MBA, <laughs> right? Like they they know they're supposed to have data, and so they say they have data. And if you want to see the data, they will flip you the double birds, right? Like they're just like, ain't no way you're seeing the data. Like I've been through this personally many times like it's a it's a playbook for sure right yeah adam's not going to tell you what his data is so you
0: have Mm -hmm. to just trust us that the data
1: is exactly what i'm telling you that exactly the phrase yeah (laughs) and it's outrageous this is the other part of their game it's outrageous (laughs) to think that like you know i'm suggesting they're lying is that like how dare i right like that's like the mood it's like no man I just thought we'd do it like people do when they're doing it for fucking real, which is you present the evidence. Like, <laughs> I thought we would do that, you know? But I love we it. I didn't love it. want to do that? Okay. Yeah. So, actually, I'll give a little example, sort of on this topic, um, on the scoring anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Adam said, um, in response to a question he knew was coming about scoring being up, right? Wait, really quick before up. you go
0: to that, isn't it so great how Adam just seems to have the perfect answer lined up for every it's good, question that is it's kind, yeah. of,
1: kind of great skill. Let's get at this. <laughs> um, so he said that um, scoring is up about a point a game. Right. And it is true. That's true. I looked it up. I didn't believe him. I mean, I didn't take <laughs> his word for it. I mean, I, I expected he'd done his homework, but like, but, but uh, I did look it up. It's, it, it's actually a little under a point yeah. on average, but I was like, well, that's averages are a little screwy because, um, you know, it could be that like the whole league is playing at a slower pace or it could be that, there's more teams tanking this year, or it could be that stars are injured, et cetera. Right. Like so, um, so just as a little like core sample, I'm not saying this is the be all and end all assessment, but like I looked at like the 10th scoring team this year compared to the 10th scoring team last year. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a bigger difference. So 10th last year was the Jazz 115.8. Oh, here's the other thing there's a different number of timeouts every, I mean, of uh, overtimes every year? Yes, correct. So totals get a little screwy, they right? Do. The number of minutes played. So you got to look at points per 100 possessions, right? You see points that, Henry? You're,
0: you're already giving too much context here,
1: Henry. Yeah, yeah. One
0: point, that's all it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you look a little, like the 10th team last year was the Jazz, 115.8 points per 100 possessions. This year, it's the Clippers, 118.3. Mm. It's 2.5 points up in one year. If we had a graph of all-time NBA scoring, like that's a spike for yep. sure. Um. And if you look at like, you know, why the 10th team? Because I just, it's like, that's a competitive team. That, right. That's sort of the tanking, mm-hmm. but it's not like, so just for fun, I also looked at the fifth team, uh, three points up. Ooh. I didn't take notes on that one, but just trust me. Okay. <laughs> um, so three points up. Meanwhile, this, this, to, to my ears anyway, this question isn't coming up because I know people who are super alarmed at these numbers. I don't think people even know these numbers what i see happening is people are alarmed at the highlights of insane calls right like mm-hmm. where the offensive player is like basically like pulling the pin from a grenade and throwing mm-hmm. it into the defensive players and the defensive player is now dead and they're like what? foul on the defense, <laughs> right, right? Like, exactly like, that's what it looks like this year right? it's just mm-hmm. like insane stuff um david can talk about it more knowledgeably but he's basically advising his players just don't touch the driving player, right? don't touch Hands him behind at your back. Sometimes you can, you can not touch him and still get called for the foul. You will. What feels different to me is that, right? Like, um, and this is what players are talking about, this is what coaches are talking about. This is why coaches are bringing laptops to post game press conferences to mm-hmm. fucking show this, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what the issue is about. That's what the question is about. And Adam yes. Silver knows it, but he gives this, <laughs> Oh my God. Like,
0: Scoring is actually only up one point, and the NBA is not trying to favor offense.
1: (laughs) Well, he never said the word referee in this answer, not one time. And then he said, uh, um, I know there's some coaches who feel that we've hampered in some ways defensive players' ability to play defense, at least the way it used to be played in this league. In part, that's been very intentional. There was a period of time in this league when people thought the game had become too physical. We've taken away some of the aesthetic beauty of the game. I was one of those people that thought that way in the 90s. Okay. I've been covering this league that entire time. That was a great thing. That was more than 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They changed the rules. Mm-hmm. And it was a great success, right? This is when the Knicks were ugling up the game. And it was literally, like, they call it like the Dick Carter rule behind mm-hmm. the scene because they like just had this way of just grabbing everybody. And they got rid of that. And that was great. That has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with what we're talking about today. Correct. It's a giant <laughs> misdirection, smoke bomb, ridiculous. Like, Like, what are you talking about, Adam? You guys changed the rules. 20 years ago in a way that has been well understood, well legislated, yeah, Correct. And the people who love those new rules are outraged at you right now because of the new new rules, which are no one can touch anybody when they're playing D, right? Correct. Like that's what Steve Kerr's mad about, right? Yeah. It's not this shit from <laughs> 2001. What the fuck that was? No. Sorry, it, a
0: lot today. No, listen, I, I well, love I'm it. We're, we're, we're on a roll here. No, 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 no. We're, we're on a roll. It is, look, it, it is true. We all know it. Studies show it. The amount of skill present in the NBA today in 2024 for by far greater than any period in the history of this game. I don't want to hear about Pistol Pete and none of that. No, 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 no. nobody but played back then is as athletic as the 15th player on a roster today. It's just that's how evolution in science works. Okay. All right. So we got a bunch of skilled people everywhere. All people can shoot past. It's like, holy hell. So true. That makes defense harder now because instead of, oh, I don't got to worry about that guy because he can't really do much with the ball, I got to worry about him, and I got to worry about that guy. If my man if he gets beat, I got to cover for my teammate. It's a lot to process, by the way. Everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. The court dimensions have stayed basically the same, which is problematic, right? But in a way, they've changed because you have people who shoot now at 38 to 40 feet, so I have to go out and guard that far, which now means there's a bunch of space I, that people have to cover behind me. It's a lot of torque and wear and tear on the body, and that point about the hands. You're right. Hand-checking was legislated out a million years ago. Like that, It isn't about that. The play I'm going to reference happened uh, Indiana versus Boston. Andrew Nembhardt, a very good young defender, second year in the league, strong in the chest. Jalen Brown's trying to get by him. I've watched that play on slow-mo a million times. He mm-hmm. cannot get through Andrew's chest. He's just standing. Hands are way out here. And Jalen's like, fuck it, I can't get past this guy. So he goes up for the shot, loses the ball because... Of Andrew's big, strong chest, guess what happened? Foul, Andrew Nembhardt. And Andrew's like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I'm not touching him. I'm just standing here, and he can't move me. Yeah, what's well, a foul on you. Well, that's what I think a, a part of what a lot of people are complaining about. And
1: that, and so, you know, everything you said about how the game has changed is true. Every possession, both ends of the court all the time. And it's beautiful. I, It really is, like, mm-hmm. like what's so sad is that we're arguing about, like, shitty parts of the game. It's the peak basketball is It's like it's like the most beautiful basketball. Like I saw Dominic Wilkins was basically saying like oh we we had our bodies conditioned to get fouled. Oh, so like Lord. I would average 35 easy like no you no, wouldn't, you wouldn't. You, that, they, there's one little wrinkle where it's easier today. But the fact is every defender is bigger, stronger, faster than everybody who tried to defend you and they would eat you alive. Like or you have to evolve. Maybe he would evolve. But like but he didn't face athletes like this. He didn't nope. and like and it would it would blow his mind. Right. Um so I, to me, um, the the little much more specific concern here are the, like, I don't know, I'm going to make it up like eight calls a game that are a little bit kind of mind-blowingly in favor of the offense, mm-hmm. which cause everybody to be hands-off all game long, right? Like, I don't think free throws are way up, but I think <laughs> that shooting is up because everyone's got a little more room. Well, the stars, the stars do anyway, right? Oh, like, for sure. You know, I, I think that that's what's, what's happening is it once once David Thorpe is telling his clients, as are lots of people, just, like, hey, oh, you know, hands off. Um, don't play regular defense is what they're saying. Like, well, now that does bring up the scoring a little bit, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. My favorite play, draw was there was one, oh my gosh, um, uh, maybe 10 days ago, the uh, Blazers Jazz. No, Blazers Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And um, high pick and roll. And um, Jokic sees that he's going to be guarded by Scoot Henderson. But Scoot's like a little slow. It's a Scoot's kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. He literally just grabs his arm and is like, "You will guard me," and like (laughs) just pulls him over, so that Scoot's like between him and the hoop. And uh, because he's a rookie and Jokic is the MVP, so this is how referee works, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets his rookie, his smaller rookie, and then, uh, and then, and 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 he's put him like maybe too far away. Like Scoot ends up a yard from Jokic, and then Jokic gets the ball, and the instant he touches it. He just Scoot gets in perfect, like take charge position, like my eighth grade coach taught us. <laughs> and then Jokic literally just like aims his left shoulder and just pile drives like it's rugby. Like boom! Send Scoot. <laughs> Scoot actually landed outside of the gymnasium. He flew out of the building. Because Jokic knew before he even touched the ball that this was gonna be a foul on Scoot. And like mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about, Adam. What's your answer to that question?
0: <laughs> ref games. We, we that was title yeah. of the show. These are the ref games that the players yeah. play. Yeah, no. And this is the only
1: time we get to see Adam like take questions. Could we get a fucking journalist in the room? Could somebody ask a hard question? Like, could somebody be like, "No, Adam, I'm not talking about Dick Harder's defense in the
0: '90s. I'm talking about this play." Like. Why does he have to be so insulated from that, right? Like, (sighs) yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, it is – this is a point where we're at, right? And all of this is about the delivery of the product, right? And so every time we mention or one of these things comes up, it's sort of obfuscating, like, the the bigger thing, right? It's like, oh, the players don't – get, we need more effort from them. It's like, no, you're getting plenty of effort. That's not the problem, right? Like, it's, oh, well – Scoring is actually only up a point. No, we, we just talked about it. Let's dig into that a little bit. This isn't what we're talking about. Like, no, let's get deeper and nuanced here. We don't, let's not show them anything nuanced. Let's just, larger point is this. This is the story, story we want to tell. Move on next. And, you know, people just accept that that's what it is. And we here, at are like, but that's not really the story, guys. Like, well, I guarantee
1: I Adam's worried about it. I guarantee he's thinking about it. I guarantee he's had phone calls and meetings about it, right? Like, and in a normal world, he would just have to kind of, like, earn our credibility, earn his credibility Mm -hmm. on this topic from kind of putting a little daylight in there. That's what journalism is, right? That's, (laughs) like, this is how it's supposed to work, right? It's like, we're supposed to believe more in Adam because we've seen him, seen his thought process through these tough things. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think if you're, like, Stern was a much stronger leader in this sense, where he's just Mm kind of like, you know, like he would say a lot more stuff, right? <laughs> and um, sometimes he'd be more vulnerable, sometimes he'd be less vulnerable, but you'd have a lot more of a window into it. Mm-hmm. And like with Adam, I think they they seem to have a strategy with Adam of just like, we mustn't let him look weak, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have, you know, it's a little harder for journalists like me to get in that press conference now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like um, okay, David didn't mind. David would, was happy. He loved these hard
0: questions, right? Like <laughs> yeah, he loved yeah. to fight, yeah. right? Like,
1: that so is not it's, the mood.
0: It's, um, you know, we talk about, um, personality types, right? So David clearly, no one would say this about, it was not a shrinking violet, right? Like personal confrontation was not a problem for him. You might even argue he quite liked personal confrontation. (laughs) No question. He did. Yeah. Yeah. No question. And with Adam, we're like, "Mm, maybe not. He seems more of a, let's get consensus and everybody agrees and kumbaya. And it's like, well, I think you need both, right. To be an effective leader. I think.
1: I mean, there's different things, right? It's like you know, this is like the Godfather. Like, he's a wartime consigliere, or whatever, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. like Stern was a wartime consigliere, Right, and like, and if he didn't have a war, he would just make one up, right? He would just like <laughs> let's go fight somebody, right? Like, let's just go but, fight
0: somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adam is not a wartime consigliere, at least yeah. not in public. I, who God knows what he's like behind the scenes. Oh, That's okay. the scariest part of the whole deal. Is like, you know, like, you know, like, like we just don't know what's happening that matters in the NBA. Like, you know, if 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 Mark Cuban's was livid with Stern, they fought in public. Yes. Right. Someone's living with silver now. Well, I'll never know. I'm sure it happens every day. It's all just, we, we're not really covering what matters with the NBA. Like, we just talk about kind of drivel transactions. McClung. It's like, you know, this is not the heart of the matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like, he's I not even it. in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you on a player not even in the NBA? <laughs> I love it. This is. Oh man, this is too good. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short commercial break. This is this is too good, Eddie. We're, we're arguing, you know, you're right though. Like, what does it matter if Matt McClunglin done or Jacob Toppin? Who cares? That's that doesn't that's irrelevant. A um, sprinkling nothing on top of nothing. You know? So we have the ability to see data of what's popular and what works, right? And I would imagine without having seen the data that from this weekend, I would guess the highest rated thing was the Stephen Curry, Sabrina, UNESCO three point showdown. Um, And I'm only I'm only getting that based on the excitement of it and the kind of conversation online. And we'll get into Kenny, the just Smith's idiotic comments after. But I mean, these two friends decided, hey, let's go against each other head to head, because remember, Sabrina had the WNBA record three-point win, uh, shooting uh, all-star contest win, scored 39 points, something like that. She was unbelievable. We were like, oh, let's see her go head-to-head with the greatest male shooter of all time, right? And Stephen Curry. And Henry lived up to the hype. It was great. Going into his last rack and his last two shots, she was still ahead. He had to knock down the last three to win. Um, And I, I thought it was outstanding. A really A really excellent thing. And geez, who knew, as you said on our call this morning, the thing we've never done before is probably the most popular. Shock (laughs) of all shocks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it felt like,
1: you know, by the time they're, you know, doing their very staged things in Mm -hmm. the dunk contest. Right. Like That feels very inauthentic. Right. And this felt like I felt at the very least like like Sabrina put herself out there mm-hmm. right she's been i don't know how old she is but she's been working towards this moment mm-hmm. like i'm sure she's been kind of fantasizing mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. since she was like 12 right mm-hmm. i'm just guessing but like yeah, yeah she had real stakes she had emotional stakes like Correct. she imagine if she'd won right oh, like it would have been nuts <laughs> like, like she did she would have done a thing for a whole gender right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and it would have been that would have been the greatest thing that ever happened at all star weekend yes. right mm-hmm. and um and she almost did, yeah. right? And so that the fact that it felt real and it was inclusive to, like, casual fans and even women, mm-hmm. um, you know, felt, like, fresh and new and yeah. a step in the right direction, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and to me, that was... Uh, it gave me a little sense of, like, you know, the last authentic thing that happened at All-Star Weekend. I think there was a year, this is before my time, but I think there was a year that the players refused to take the court without the league honoring their union, I think oh. is how the NPA first was invented. That's like, a big thing. That was authentic. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember
0: that. Yes. That was in uh, Teresa's book. Uh, yeah. black ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is whenever that was in the seventies. Yep. 70s, yep. Sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that's like, woo, woo, that puts a little bounce in your step, right? Mm-hmm. That's a zing of reality. And so this had a little whiff of that. So yeah, to me, like, I don't know. i am interested in your take, like, is there a tradition of all-star weekend that's so important that we need to keep it just because it's a tradition.
0: No, <laughs> I mean, right. It's like, I, I do, there's nothing I there beyond the fact that what we talked about at the start of the show, which is this is important for the league and its partners. And beyond that, no, like yeah. to, to me, there's nothing. No, the game that slammed, no, none of that. None of it.
1: Not a so thing. We just need like, what's the most fun stuff that we can come up with, with yeah. these players. And like Steph and Serena had a good idea. Like I, 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 used to, I mean, we've been talking about this forever, but like what years ago, I was advocating. <laughs> I still think it would be really good. Um, basically, like, uh, let's say you get like four players all mic'd up mm-hmm. and everybody has like $50,000 cash. And now it's just basically like, just gamble. Like just like like I, like I can do this. Can you just be like make whatever deal you want to make. I like like, I like, like just just like I don't know how it plays out, but like someone's gonna end up with all the money. Like we go till someone has all the
0: money. <laughs> and they're like competitive <laughs> SOBs. And it's you, listen, you're definitely gonna have some not suitable for work language. But guess what? Like listen, I, I, think beep, I mean, come on. Are we really? I think part of it too for me, Henry, is like, why do we feel like? But what about the children? Like. Do you really think kids don't hear way worse or can find way if they wanna if they wanna get a hold of it, then somebody say, oh, F that mother Like really? Are we gonna really like wring our hands
1: over that? I did notice like like the pandemic did a lot of bad things, but like I it was kind of like like cursing on TV just kind of slid in through the back door. <laughs> right, like, right.
0: Now it's okay. <laughs> like that was kind of weird. <laughs> anyway, I think we're. I think it's fine now, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. Listen, I I, I love the, the the three point shootout with those. I hope they do more stuff like that. Now, part of the problem again is where the players are delivered to in terms of the season and how they are healthy. I love the I love the idea of you get all the courts set up and you do a bunch a bunch of one on one tournaments. Again, the problem is these guys are beat to shreds at this point, so like we're taxing them because they're going to go hard one on one against each other yeah. to I know that for a fact. But it, it, you know they're going to risk injury, and that's also part of the thing too, right? Which is a large reason I think why you don't see what people want to see. They know we got twenty eight more, thirty more games to go. I can't tear an ACL in an All Star game. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. so it's it's we have competing agendas here it's tough i got the you know i I guess my
1: thinking on this really started the day that um so we had special access to like the hotel um for it was the vinsanity dunk contest Mm. weekend right and when vince Vince vinsanity had just kind of started it was like a few weeks old he just started like blowing Mm minds, right and um and he arrived at the hotel and uh, forgive me if I've told you this before on the podcast, I think maybe I have, but um, I was happened to be standing in this hotel hallway. There's a little place like as the players come in, they go into a series of rooms mm-hmm. and like in the first room, let's say they get like a credential and a schedule from the NBA and maybe they're a hotel room key. And then they go to the next room is the players association and they get like a, a gift bag and an invite right. to a party and this kind of stuff. Right. And they go to the next room and on and on. Um, well, the, I, I was standing by maybe the first room and Dr. Jack Ramsey legend of the game um, happened to be standing there and somehow he knows events because basketball is a small world and they have this really meaningful hug and I have, I'm i standing right there. I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but I was. Um, And basically Dr. Jack's like, how are you doing? And he's like, I just, I just feel like I'm just running, like just running, 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 running. I never feel like I can catch my breath. You know, I'm just I feel like, I'm going all the time. And Dr. Jack's just like, keep running, you know? <laughs> It's like this is how it is, right? Like I don't think, and then you know, so th- that's how he felt. <laughs> Probably that was Thursday, maybe Friday, mm-hmm. um, before the greatest dunk performance of all time. All time. Like what if he? What if he arrived saying like, oh, "I feel great, I'm fucking ready to go, man." Oh, we want to see about to even put crazier. on a goddamn show. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, why wouldn't we have that? Like, why wouldn't we want him like that? Like, I agree. Mention for a game against Sacramento, or, or, or cancel that game entirely, <laughs> so, that, yes. so that our players can do their best. You know,
0: uh, you know, you just we, you asked me before, what do you think is sacred about the All Star Weekend? Then I said nothing. I, I want to amend that. One of the great things about All Star Weekend is the players, the current players, and their ability to connect with the older players, the former players, and the reverential conversations that happen between the generations. I've been lucky enough to be at All Star a few times, and like Henry you know when you're in the land of giants and you're five foot nine or, you often go unnoticed and it's you know you can be kind of in the corner and they're like they okay, don't see you and you just hear the best stuff and it's a language that again only they know they only they know what it's like to play in the nba we have no fucking idea what, <laughs> what yeah. that's like and i i love when they're able to do that um and you you just see it all up through the through the generations it's very cool so that's the one thing i love about all-star oh, wigan is that camaraderie the players have i mean unfortunately for fans they don't really get to see that because that's just not how it works but that's very cool
1: that same hallway actually john thompson was there and like you could just see i, I forget who maybe elton brand but you could just see like you know mm-hmm. just like there's some very meaningful things happening
0: here right that's <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, it matters yeah. to these guys right it is a fraternity Like as much as like their competitors and like david says they want to kill each other on the floor like there is this there is this brotherhood of like we know what this is like and like yeah you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah really nobody good. understands what they're going through. Right? No, nope, like, no one. Yeah. I mean, we we be- we don't even right like, and we try our best to be very like, you know. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's
1: not easy. I mean, this is where like I think anybody who suggests that like there's a lot of like loafing or whatever like right. like here's what happens if you're that guy. Like, you're immediately replaced. (laughs) Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's, we do, we don't have to argue about the fact that there are roughly a billion people on the planet playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And they all want your job. So, like, there's just at this bleeding edge here. You None just don't get people who are like just smoking pot and reading right. the newspaper. and don't like, give a shit not and not know no,
0: no, yeah. no, and that's the thing, right? So the, a lot of the conversations you hear about, well, we got to no, it's not nothing to do with this. It's not about getting the players to try or care. no, they care probably too much, right? That's yeah. that, that's not the problem. Trust me yeah. when we tell you that ain't it? That is They're not, not it.
1: binging Netflix. They're not <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. not. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: Um, you uh, had an interesting analogy which I, I love. One of the things you do is just tell analogies about sport. Um. Duncan, your son, is watching The Last Dance. This was for the first right time. Now, as we speak. Yeah. Okay, okay. Speaking of binging Netflix, yeah. <laughs> That's my kid. Yeah. And you thought it was, it, it was an interesting way to think about the All-Star Game and what was happening uh, in The Last Dance.
1: Yeah, let me see if I can stick this. Uh... Okay. So I was, he's sick, actually, poor kid. So I took him a little, like, maybe hot honey lemon or something, mm-hmm. drop it off, and it happens to be a moment. It's a tense moment. I think it's the beginning of the second episode scotty pippen is getting his ring but he's in street clothes because he's holding out mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. maybe he's injured and holding out i think mm-hmm, is the deal mm-hmm. and um and then they both play their first game um after getting their rings right. and then there's a there's michael jordan in the locker room and there's a million microphones in his face and you can hear the reporters complaining about like ah, you're squishing me whatever you know <laughs> and uh anyway, so then first question is like hey look well, you know like how do you have you had a chance to talk to scotty about a situation mm-hmm. and he's like uh he's like yeah you know scotty's got feelings you know like we're all proud like you're playing this game you want your work to be recognized, this kind of stuff right next question is also about scotty and michael's like oh are you gonna you gonna ask me another question about scotty or are we gonna talk about the game <laughs> and um and then the guy's like well what did you think about the game and he's like there you go mm-hmm. and uh so a let's just acknowledge that's bullying like okay but, <laughs> but b um this little crew of people with the microphones, I know that we like to shit on them, but like, this is what I do for a living, right? Mm-hmm. This is like, I, I, I have a lot of respect for journalism. And like, yeah. um, and what happened right there is it, it taps into a little something where Michael assumes basically that everyone in that little scrum is going to be there day in and day out no matter what happens, right? But if you look at all the little mic flags and all those microphones, mm-hmm. like almost all those entities are out of business now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're gone, right? Why are they gone? Well, there's a lot of argument about that. I would argue they're gone because the content that they produced was too fucking boring. Like you can see it in the data that like this story that someone was gonna have to write about the game the the Bulls first game of the year against, I don't even think the documentary right. announced because, the because opponent. Who cares? It who cares? didn't matter. Right. Like that's what we thought sports journalism was. But if you look at the data, the people who read that are few and far between. They're the hardcore fans and this is the reason that the sports part of the paper is the part that everyone was like, ah, you're gonna have it. Because it's only for this tiny little sliver of people who follow this stuff really ardently, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Scotty Pippen's worked his whole life. He worked in a desk factory mm-hmm. and scarred up his arms and he's like scrapped and he's like, you got this thing, and then um signed a long deal that committed him to a low salary, and now it's he's getting screwed because mm-hmm. of it, right? Right in front of all of us. This man's like dreams are breaking in front of us. That's what all of our movie's about, <laughs> yes. right? Like, mm-hmm. like this is exactly like. This is what we, the ger- the media, needed to write about. Mm-hmm. Not because we're salacious assholes, right. but because we have to tell stories that people care about. And people don't care about your third quarter run, but they mm-hmm. do care about Scotty Pippen's heartbreaking, right? Mm-hmm. And it did break, and it's still broken, and he's still going on documents like this, being pissed off about it, right? So Correct. So MJ got to pick the topic, and he picked one that was good for him. Well, and by the way, what did it save him? It saved him a second Mild little two seconds of soul searching. That's right. all. His stakes yeah. were very low. Mm-hmm. He could have just said like, "Jesus, I wish they would pay Scotty." Like, but he didn't. Simple. That was too much for him, right? <laughs> so to me, I'm like, you know, this is what the NBA does too, right? Like, if you, um, you know, they they go to a lot of trouble to pick the topics, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that with All Star Weekend, the topic that you're supposed to write about is how incredible the athletes are, how fast they run, how high they jump, how incredible they dunk. And that's where I feel like these like 50, 60, 70 year old journalists who are all recording podcasts right now saying how shitty the weekend was, right? Like (laughs) um, they're doing that a little bit because the only topic they're allowed to talk about is this little narrow thing? And even in that narrow lane, it sucks. Like, they <laughs> don't run fast and they don't jump right. high because they're fucking tired. But to me, I'm like, and they're broken and hurt. Yeah. Like, we're just supposed to go, oh, it's the most incredible thing ever seen. Like, there are high schoolers who run faster, jump higher because they're so
0: tired. Like, correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's, I, anyway, there you go. There's probably enough lecture on that. No, 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 no. Listen, I am with you. No, no. I, I think this is important. Like, we, look, I forget who said it, right? Like in, in years past, it's like a famous saying that like sports is the toy department of the newsroom, right? That's always like the, yeah. the view of it, right? It's not serious. And it's like, okay, yes, compared to like bombing. Yes, it is low on the priority list. Understood. However, human beings are involved in these stories. And yes, Scotty Hibben, that was immense heartbreak. And as you so well pointed out, it's evident because that heart's still broken. That's why he's, MJ's not any good. Because he felt like this guy, who I went to war with, and we won these things together. Who I thought was my brother in arms, has gone out of his way to not be my brother in arms. Oh, so that's how this works, huh? Okay. Cool. And it's like you know, like when Michael was out, they won fifty-five games. Scottie Pippen,
1: like we now know, could you know, have won MVP in, that year. In conventional box score stats, he was super elite. Mm-hmm. But now we know, like this, like guard the other team's best player, mm-hmm. super rangy defender, mm-hmm. shoots threes. Like these players are, like. More valuable than we ever knew, right? So I I think that Michael Jordan was better than Scottie Pippen. Of course. I think it was a lot closer than mm-hmm. everybody thought of, than real time, right? And he made, I mean, on the court, I'm going to say like 10x Scottie, yeah, and like easy. and off the court, oh. <laughs> infinity x, right? Yeah, right? not even a thing. This is why Scottie's pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it just seems like it was. I'm going to. It might have rightly been like. 70, 30, 60, 40, 55, 45, but instead Mm -hmm. it was like a little crumb (laughs) or Scotty and the whole world, all these popes and presidents Mm -hmm. and like everybody just lies down for
0: the great Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that could get on your nerves a little bit. Uh, Well, listen, especially if you know intimate details about St. Michael Jordan, you're like, really? That guy? uh, Yeah. uh, Okay, cool. I I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, no. It's it's listen, it, it, it's a lot in this game. It, it really is. Um, and there's a we talk about it, Henry, too, around the sport is a macho culture around it. Right. And something that we try to break through a lot often and like just talk to with more nuance. It's like, guys, we're not cavemen. Like, it's OK. Like we you don't have to like act in that. Oh, fire. Like, You don't You can just actually speak <laughs> like a, like a human. Like it's fine. Like it, vulnerabilities. It's cool. Don't worry. Like you're not soft. Like it's I promise it, it's OK. And I say all that to bring up because we were talking about Sabrina and um and Steph mm, and mm. Kane the Jet Smith said after the game. I'm paraphrasing, oh, you know, it was great, but I wish Sabrina had shot from from the women's line. And I'm just like, can, mm. like, first of all, and Andrew Marchand detailed this on the athletic, like, talk about like just not understanding the moment. And this goes back to probably what you talked about, Henry, in terms of you you love journalism and it's this is a profession and things that people work their lives towards. Someone who and say whatever you want about uh, Bob Costas or Ernie Johnson or people like that, but they are schooled in journalism and would recognize the moment and likely would not have made the statement, right? Because they would let it hang in the air and breathe because it, right. There's, there's that you do for television, but Kenny as, well, I used to play basketball and da, 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 whatever. If she shot from, I wish she would have shot from the woman's line. Why Kenny? She was leading with two, with step with two shots in on his last rack and her score would have won the men's competition. Hello. Yeah. What, what, what What are we doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was like the part that got me was, um, and here I'm just reading from Andrew's article is, um, there's a women's tea in golf and there's a men's tea for a reason. God. And it's just like, I, I would just say like, I, I don't know of anything. Like I, you know, I'm a regular guy. I go to the same places as people, you know, like, I'll see a Costco. You know what I mean? Like I don't go anywhere in my life ever. That's as misogynist as the NBA. Right. Like, this is, I mean, I don't know, is there another entity on the planet that as of 2024 hasn't had a female leader of any significant kind whatsoever, right? We haven't had a coach, we haven't had a GM, we haven't mm-hmm. had a commissioner, like we haven't like, you know, the army, we're behind the army, we're behind mm-hmm. like everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not a stretch to suggest that like a lot of the NBA sees women primarily as sexual objects, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. um, Do you need me to provide evidence? Are
0: you just gonna trust me on that one? Uh, (laughs) I I, I have been around life long enough and been around this league long enough and dudes long enough to know, yep, a one hundred percent (laughs) fact.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of like a like that arena when when Sabrina is standing on that court, like the lower bowl of that arena is like has a fair number of prostitutes Mm -hmm. and it has like, you know, like has men who will have a different woman tomorrow. (laughs) right like correct um it just kind of like you know and and some of them are nba billionaires right (laughs) Um, like (laughs) this is this is a a profoundly it's the most profoundly misogynistic place i know it doesn't mean that there aren't strong women around it doesn't mean that everyone's misogynistic it just means like it's a place where you can't get very far from insisting people respect women right like and so you know there are stories of practically well don't get me started okay so um (laughs) But to me like it's not surprising that like a retired player given a mic and a lot of latitude to just say whatever would end up saying something like this it could have been 10 times worse I'm kind of surprised it wasn't yeah. Honest. yeah like um so yeah i mean it's a bummer I just feel like it's you know I spend a lot of time uh thinking about women's sports and yeah. watching women's sports
0: and like yeah. it's like we're just so behind in the NBA. <laughs> like, we're just so and behind. And it's just, it, it, you know, and it's just the way that people often talk about, like, the casual, like, man on the street talks about women's sports, right? And, again, it's from that standpoint of because they're, like, those, those they're the men you're talking about who they primarily view women as sexual objects, right? Or baby makers yeah. or people that cook food, right? So, why would you be playing this? And I'm like, dude, do you have any idea how fucking good these women are? Like, any yeah. clue. Like, any clue at all. Like, there's are so yeah. good. So, so good. That's why we needed Sabrina to win. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, we. God, we did. Oh, and it's funny because you kind of saw Steph like when she went. He was kind of like excited, but also like, shit, she's kind of on a run here. I got like, because when you, when the person goes first and sets the bar, that's going to be in your head. Now, yes, Steph is a lead, all that, but he's not immune to pressure. Like, he's like everyone else. Everybody has off days. Right, and if he misses three in a row, he sure had an off day on Sunday, missing a ton of threes in that game. Right so yeah. like it's just it you know that's just how that how, how this works it i i find it all interesting and, and fascinating i do wonder and that setup because it's Kenny who said it what if Barkley had said it <laughs> i wonder what that because he occupies such an interesting and unique space in sports culture and in popular culture and media he almost has the most latitude to say whatever he wants i mean this is a man who famously refers to San Antonio women as big women and it's everyone laughs yeah. and it's like okay we, you know, it's
1: cool. It matters more if he says it, I guess. But like, Mm-mm. he also is more, you know, he just like trips more. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, good, good way to say it. Good way to say it. He just trips more. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I
1: just tripped. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we should a little bit shout out to um, Reggie Miller, right? Reggie yes. Miller pushed back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I forget. He mm-hmm. yeah, actually, no, it says, he said, "According to you, you want her to be playing with
0: dolls." <laughs> that nice was pretty amazing. Nice, Reggie. Yeah. I like it. Good one. Good That's one. Good on with you. An
1: older sister, you know, That's well,
0: like... <laughs> who used to routinely kick his ass
1: in <laughs> ball, like... right?
0: Like <laughs> Reggie tells the best story it was like I think he had his like career, like his career high in, the, in high school in the game where he scored like, I like forty-seven points and like Charles, and then wait, why aren't you guys like because your sister scored like a hundred? He's like. <laughs> like, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, hey, you're such as better Sorry. than you. What do you, what do you want?
1: <laughs> Sorry, <to> scored hundred. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, I scored a hundred. Sorry, Reg. <laughs> I'm
1: in your forty-three point game, <laughs> still love you, little bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: a couple other things from Adams' uh, press conference. He talked about the G League Ignite, uh, and I wrote a story about this league when it was coming out a few years ago for True Hoop. And I remember it was all very mysterious. I remember Brandon Greer, uh, who we talked to, who I talked to for the for the stories and age, he's like, it's just no one knew anything about it and just came out of nowhere. And though David will can talk far more intelligently about this, but he will often tell us that the NBA does not have a monopoly on player development. Um and we see that, right? That team doesn't, they play a ton of games, they don't win a lot. Um you know, Josh well, who Green were the
1: alumni, yeah. It's jo- uh, Green
0: He oh, oh oh oh, players who played. Uh, Josh Green, um Scoot. Scoot. Um, God, who else played uh, in that league? there's another one who's a pretty big yeah. name um
1: anyway, big. okay sorry that was a pop quiz that's not my i, I know I no no
0: pop quiz. quizzes on the on, on the show but yeah. e- but point is that they play Leonard hamilton of games. oh there you go they play yeah. a ton of games um but are they actually getting better at basketball but that was how it was sold right Sharif told me like who's better at understanding the nba than people who play in the nba i go i don't know if that's exactly right like, I mean, David didn't play in the NBA and he has lots of success coaching NBA players. I don't think that needs to be a prerequisite. Um, and anyway, with college NIL deals that now exist, the G League Ignite system might be might be shuddering because part of the reason, the big draw was, well, I can go right to the, to the pros, right? A pro system, an academy-like system. And I don't have to worry about this college academic stuff and I can get paid. Well, you can get paid at college now with an NIL deal. And I, I mean, maybe... NCAA, I, I would say there definitely are programs in the, that are better at developing players than G League Knight, for sure. That's factual. Maybe players start doing that. So I think Adam saying we're not sure what the future of that uh, program holds, I thought was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it was definitely interesting. And I I, I mean, it sucks, right? It's the problem. Like are there, this year's team is 2-18, and 18, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, you know, th- David could come on this podcast on Thursday and list mm-hmm. like 50 people who are amazing at player development i'm sure you mm-hmm. would say the words ryan panone a lot right yes <laughs> um i i could like a smaller list but i know a lot of these people right oh charlie torres was on this yeah, show correct. right yes um, we had him on yeah. there's, a, there's a bunch of these people who like literally like live out of their cars in some cases one guy lived on a boat mm-hmm. um uh ross McMaines is yeah. the name here um th- these dudes are like lifers of like oh i noticed that you're doing this little thing with your elbow when you shoot right like None of those people got jobs with the Knight Ignite. Then. I'm not sure. saying that I know all the best people. I'm just saying like, it feels like to me, if you were in this very small world that we work in, mm-hmm. if you were collecting the, for the like screening for the purposes of elite player development, you probably would have caught somebody David knew <laughs> <Right>? yeah, I <laughs> like, agree <laughs> in your net. But instead it was like very, I mean, I don't know. The complaint I heard when it was new was that it was like kind of a setup to steer stars to Aaron Goodwin. Right. Like Mm. Sharif Abdurahim was Mm -hmm. Aaron Goodwin guy. And a lot of the key people seem to be approved by Aaron Goodwin. And that deal was, I think Jalen Green did end up with Aaron Goodwin. I believe Um, so. But uh, so when you're not honestly trying to make it about player development, then you might not succeed at that. And I think in fact, like uh, those three players, Scoot Henderson, Jalen Green and Leonard Hamilton Mm -hmm. are, I think probably just the absolute poster children of like physically super gifted Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. entirely in need of player development after reaching the NBA, right? Mm -hmm, There were mm -hmm. maybe the most poorly developed players. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. if you were looking to just get better at basketball, you would probably go to any of the other options. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, like this is the problem. If they were, if, if they had arrived, like Victor did, yeah. right? Like Victor went to minor league France Mm -hmm. and got developed way the fuck better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's ready to play. Um, Chet Holmgren spent a year like watching mm-hmm. from the sidelines and, and he's better. Really good. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like this is not the best system. Like it's yeah. just not, it just didn't go well. If it went well, they wouldn't be talking about canceling it, right? They yeah, just they aren't good at it. That's yeah. all. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. They gave you a bunch of money. You didn't turn it <laughs> into making
0: players better. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it didn't work. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, it, yeah. It's it, it's it's uh it's this thing though, right? Where the assumption being that It's like we talked about with Kenny, right? Oh, put an ex-player on the mic. do It's like, but there are people who actually work their lives to be good. Because this is a different skill set, right? Playing in the NBA is a very different skill than coaching in the NBA, than teaching in the NBA, than GMing in the, right? Yes, you understand the, understood, no doubt about that. But can you then translate all that you know into making this person better? No? Well, that's coaching, right? Like, well, then you're not good. Yeah.
1: It's super competitive. I mean, it's a super competitive world that we live in and like and there's a lot of money at stake and you know, the person who's best with player development isn't someone who just thought about player development starting last year. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, I mean, David's been doing this forever. Right. Right. And he has mm-hmm. so many, you know, he he had a client recently start missing free throws a little bit and he mm-hmm. like was like tearing his hair out because he was watching all this video trying to figure out like what it was. And then like a little light bulb went off and he was like, It's this and then he fixed it. And um, <laughs> you know, how many problems can you solve? Is like a right. reasonable question. This is a question for a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, how, what kind of sick people can come in here and you can have them leave feeling better, right? Like that's a question for a player development coach. And I think if you're new to it, like they, it's unlikely you're going to have a long right. list of wins, right? Mm-hmm. And like, why can't Leonard Hamilton get minutes right now? Right? Like he's, remember David about Leonard Hamilton before the draft? He was like, I love this guy, right? right. Like he's, He's got a body from basketball heaven, right? But like, <laughs> but he just needs to learn basketball more. Right. Like, yeah. even though he just took a year or two years, a year, I think.
0: <laughs> and I doing, didn't
1: learn much. Like an academy of this run by the NBA and it wasn't good enough,
0: you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it, again, it's, it's a different skill set. Um, You know, we talked about European football to start the show, right? They have academy systems. That's how, that's how they, they do things over there. Right. Um, And even, they don't even get it right all the time. Right. They're yeah. get really bad at it. Right. Like it's, it's not easy it's it's a it's a different type of skill and it's hard work and as you said it's you've had to have studied this like made it your life's mission dude this is what i want to do to solve but all there's these no problems. stakes right like like if you're like in charge of player development for chelsea
1: and you have 14 year olds then mm-hmm. like like and if you aren't getting them stars you're fired yeah right but in this gilg ignite thing like if, if scoot gets to portland and he doesn't know how to read the pick right. and roll like do we even know the name of the person who sucked at that? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: whatever, next. Like, we'll get some more scoots in here. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's exactly right. No, this is this is the, this is the nature of things. Uh, some NBA news came down, Henry, uh, before we got on. The Nets uh, just fired Jacques Vaughn. Um saw that. They just extended him uh, beginning of last year through 26-27. Um, look, this team is 11 games under 500. They're two and a half out of the play-in right now. That's what they wanted. They want to make the play-in. They're gonna give a whole lot of song and dance about. It. We're not sure if Jock and stars want to play for Jock. I don't know. Kevin Durant seemed fine playing for Jock Vaughn. So I don't I don't know if that's it. Like I again, this league is difficult. Being a head coach is difficult. Um I know there was some tension between him and Cam Thomas, I know I know fans want him to play Cam Thomas more. <laughs> and you'll love this, Henry, as, a, as the Cam Thomas skeptic on this podcast. I don't know where this <laughs> you know, is going. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he wanted Cam to play defense better. And I've talked about it. Mm. Cam seems uninterested on that side of the floor mm. if I'm being kind. right? Just, what? I don't know what's going on over here. So that, that was a problem, despite the fact that he is an elite offensive talent. Um, you know, but the game I mean, pretty- no, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got, got to throw what his camp, Thomas, did. But as David said, maybe his best role in this league is super six man off the bench. You know, you just come in and cook second yeah. units. That's all I want you to do. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. If you can't
1: read the game, if you can't, like, right. you know, yeah. make all the right choices, then, like, all you have to do is just flamethrow you know which yeah, he, he will
0: love to play so yeah. they'll, they'll announce interim coach and then i guess they'll figure out who their next head coach is i will say this sean marks this is year eight or nine in brooklyn your fourth head coach are going on um questions right what's the plan here sean what are we doing people love him like
1: what you know and, and he's uh, he's blatantly super smart but and he um, comes from feels- the spurs
0: organization the spurs halo effect too yeah. Spurs
1: halo effect <laughs> um i they're in this thing now though right where they're they're like big expectations pretty big budget and mediocre results like that's one of the scariest because like there might not be a smoking gun there might not be a broken thing it might just be that you're just not that good right like (laughs) that could be it and then what do you do right if this is
0: is your whole life and you built and it turns out okay i'm like because then it's like well now what do i do right (laughs) you have to pivot and it's like well to what
1: (laughs) I mean, I do. It seems like the, like, you know, Mikhail Bridges untouchable thing is like, why? Yeah. yeah, Why you got to hang on to this guy's prime. Agreed. To not miss the playoffs. You know what (laughs) I mean? Correct. Yeah, correct. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm like, Bridges is good, but yeah, I I didn't understand the moves at all. Unless, hey, he might have a smoking gun for all we know. And this summer, Donovan Mitchell's coming and then all things are great. Maybe. I don't know, but. That'd be fun. It'd be
1: fun if Brooklyn had an incredible team. like For Brooklyn. For the borough of Brooklyn, it'd be fun. Yes. You
0: know? It's nice. They can battle with the Knicks again. Listen, when Durant and Kyrie and James were here and they were kicking the Knicks' ass, I'm like, that was fun because Knicks fans were pissed. It was great. You had a nice little thing going on. Now it's, They should humiliate James Dolan out of the league.
1: <laughs> then
0: that would be like a win-win.
1: The Knicks fans get what they want. Like it's just, it'd be beautiful.
0: Oh man, I love it. I love it. All right, folks. Uh thank you for joining us today. That was a that was a good discussion. I, I wanted to really talk about All-Star and you know. Curse. Just, yeah, and just also like just the larger, this is the league, right? And the things that actually matter. Don't get don't get confused by the stuff they're actually telling you. Look a little deeper. Or as Henry likes to say, and I do appreciate this about you. Look, if you just want to tune out for two and a half hours of watch ball, then don't give a shit about anything we just said. Then yeah you it's just it's funny. spoon in what, but if you're really gonna be like I'm, I'm doing this. Well, maybe you want to start asking some questions. Like, uh, thanks for yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, All right man, guys. Thanks for care. having me. <laughs>